Good evening, friends and family, and welcome to A Safe Space Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. You are listening live if it is May 9th, 2021, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if it is not that day and time, then you're listening to a repeat like you did last week and the week before, uh, because there have been some troubles here in A Safe Space Radio land. Uh, Calvin has... Calvin had experienced a, a lot of a lot of loss, um, including the loss of his ceiling, um, and it, it kind of looks looks like he got robbed or something. Man, it's it's difficult. Uh, Lucas is with us. I am. <laughs> In Calvin, my might, Calvin might not feel like talking tonight, and that's absolutely fine. And also with us is Cloud. Cloud, my cat. She's about three years old, and she's doing very well. She's very happy today. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's happy because Daddy's giving a lot of attention. Yeah, because Daddy's home and giving her love. We had, uh, do you remember Lenny? You were around for Lenny, right? No. In the bike shop. Lenny, oh. huge, huge loving cat. And I would have him in the studio like as often as possible, and he he was like his purr was so loud that he was in, definitely a part of the show. Yeah. I'd be like, Lucas is here, and Lenny is here, and you hear. <laughs> Other reason we had tr- difficulty going live the last couple of weeks is because uh, Lucas has had computer issues and equipment. Every day is a new thing. I need to buy a new computer, I need to buy a new phone, or I need to get my phone placed. But it's all, it's working today. Today, some days the keyboard doesn't work. Sometimes it's just a, always a different, always a different story. Today Who my cat's ever... trying to sit on it. So what's that? Today my cat's trying to sit on it, which is why I tried to lock her out of the room. But she she's not winning battle. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, who would have guessed out of the three of us, I would have the best working equipment? Well, your equipment usually Ever. works. It's more that you don't know how to use the equipment. <laughs> well, that's what's happening anyway. I know, but it's usually your equipment does work. You don't drop your phone like I do and things like that. I do not drop shit like you do. No. No. I don't know many people that do. <laughs> So me and Lucas decided that uh, our goal for this hour is to either cheer up Calvin or at least give him an hour of distraction. And some of that material came to me at 8 o'clock this morning when Lucas gave me a phone call. Now, when Lucas calls me at 8 a.m., I know it's usually not because he was up at 7 a.m. like I was drinking some coffee. I know it's because Lucas was is still up from the night before. And I'm either going to get a bunch of tears, a bunch of laughter, or some wild fucking something. And so it was number three. <laughs> Lucas goes, I found a girl for you. I was like, oh, that's great. Okay. You, but we have to pay her. <laughs> and then he made it more clear, just laid it out there, said, can we hire a whore? <laughs> now, I know the best thing to do in this situation is say, yes, we can hire a whore. 
She's really good whore. <laughs> I've now hired a whore for the first time. I'm sure I've, I've been a whore, but <laughs> never hired a whore. <laughs> I'm just letting that one sink in. <laughs> that I've been a whore? That you hired a whore, that you've been a whore? <laughs> well, you know, I, a lot of people say all of us are whores in one way or another. Or have been. Now, I don't know if this will ever actually happen or not. I don't know if I want it to happen or not. But at the time, you know, hot boy summer coming up is what we're calling it. Hot boy summer. Hot boy summer. So it just it seemed to so be like treatment for almost every summer. I decided that a couple of years ago was hot girl summer, I guess. And so I was like, you know, last summer couldn't have been hot boy summer. So this summer is hot boy summer. So I was like, I'm not going to treatment this year. Da da da. Like hours later, hours after I announced hot boy summer, my psychiatrist is like, um, I think you need to go to treatment. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? I'm not going. He was like, I was like, I go to the voices group and da, da, da. he was like, the voices group is not keeping you out of the hospital. <laughs> so whatever. Psychiatrists and all that. <laughs> I'm actually in the middle of watching uh Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Speaking of psychiatrists. <laughs> Oh man, my mom want, wants to muzzle me like Hannibal Lecter. That's what she said. No, she didn't. She didn't. There's no way your mom said, "I want to muzzle you like like Hannibal, like Hannibal Lecter." Kristen. No, no, she did. It was like ask David. She did. She he was there. And my mom was like, "I said, Mom, you probably want to kill me sometimes, murder me." She said, "No, I want to muzzle you <laughs> in a cage." She said. She didn't say in a cage. You added that. I know Joanne now. I do believe she said, I want to muzzle you. She did not say in a cage. <laughs> I, think, I think, I'm not sure it was my brain added that or not. But she did want to, she does want to muzzle me. That's the kinkiest shit anyone's ever said. It was from my mother. <laughs> My mom has dreams of putting me like Hannibal Lecter. And I, then I said, well, it would be better than the way I'm being treated. <laughs> at, least he, at least he, like, was alone in the cage in jail. When the, these psych wards, I'm in general population. People are just walking in your room. It's not prison, babe. You don't call it gen pop. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Gen Pop. I got this tear tattoo. You could probably get a tattoo in a psych ward. No, you can't. Because you can kill yourself with a weapon. They're more concerned for your your safety in psych ward. Or more afraid of you. One or the other. Now, usually, when they're talking about treatment facilities for you, I'm like, I will miss you. I will write to you every day. But if it's what you need to do, it's what you need to do. This year, I'm like, no. Listen to you. I'm like, hot boy summer. No. I I listened to you on the right side of history this time. 
We we're not in the run fruit cult anymore. We're hiring whores. <laughs> we're yeah, we can't be in the run fruit cult and hire whores. <laughs> <laughs> I don't that think I'm... I certainly can't be a whore and be the run for the <laughs> I don't think they like it when I call them a cult. Yeah, they got real mad <laughs> when I did it in group. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> I did it in group. I was just basically like, my friends think this is a cult. And they were like, oh. <laughs> they freaked out. Oh, man. Poor Jess. <laughs> I put Jess and Dallas through the ringer this year, but they forgive me. I hope. I'm sure they do. <laughs> so we've already begun our hot boy summer. We went to Cold Spring uh, on Sunday, got back on Tuesday, acted like completely normal people in the normal town. I was proud of us. Oh, yeah. We do it. We, we, we talked to the neighbors and everything. We did. Talk we to did the neighbors talk. over the fence. We talked to somebody at the liquor store. We talked to... Oh, sorry, Joanne. No, I'm just kidding. She didn't listen to this. <laughs> but you're not supposed to drink. drink? Yeah, she doesn't really think I drink. <laughs> you don't drink that much. I don't really drink that much. So that's why I... Like, it's, it's, she doesn't need to know the information. I drink like a drink. Here and there. <laughs> She was so pissed when I was going out to the bar with Ernie, though. She was like, you're, you're going to drink. It's generally what people do in bars, Mom. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, um, yeah, well, I'm going to, but <laughs> I only have to. I've been locked up for a fucking year without being able to see Ernie and have a fucking drink at a fucking bar. I've been actually locked up. And you've been actually and and locked up and every now and then put in gen pop. <laughs> at Woodhall, at Woodhall Penitentiary. <laughs> <laughs> that is a penitentiary. I don't know, like, if you've ever been there, but <laughs> I would like to go to a gen pop where we have locked door cells. I begged to go to jail. I usually begged them to go to jail. I tried to kick David in the balls to get me to go to jail. <laughs> what if I kick him in the balls? Then can I go to jail? <laughs> this was dead serious, me. And so I'm like mid kick. <laughs> the guy picks me up from behind, and then like is carrying me down the stairs, just with like holding me from like the like side of the arms, you know, like barely holding me, like carrying me down the stairs. And, and I was like, "Isn't this so funny? We can just carry away T Tiny." And they all like laughed because they thought that was actually was funny. But level tops. But um, that's that's the eighty third, right? That's the 83rd precinct, but I was not, I didn't mean this was actually funny. Yeah, I had to go that time because I said, I said, if you take me to that hospital again, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> so, That's not a way to stay out of a psych ward. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know, I just, <laughs> I know. I, I, I cracked that time. <laughs> I'm not a danger to myself or others, but I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> My mom is like, you always say as a euphemism, you're going to kill yourself. So, you know, people don't understand, Kristen. 
Kristen. Kristen. Kristen. <laughs> but you know, meanwhile, Francis is over here texting. Well, I I text. I call Calvin crying, so maybe it's we're equal. When we when we had our not broken up, but I thought we were broken up. I talk, call, called Calvin crying, and, and Francis called my mom. Yeah, that is exactly what happened. <laughs> this happened after uh, the the Richard Pryor Jr. interview. I called you a racist. You, you called me a racist, not, <laughs> not on the air or to me, but to Calvin. Uh, told, you told Calvin I was a racist. I, I was like, I'm sorry to inform you of this, but I really thought you were. I was like, I thought I had this whole conspiracy in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I since came down, I still haven't decided if you're a racist or not. But no, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. So after the interview with my ex-boyfriend Richard Pryor Jr. Because we were unable to get Lucas on the air. Lucas thought we had shut him out. Yeah, I thought you shut me out. And then I was like, this is just like him to do this to his black friend. <laughs> I said, he always wants to tear them down, doesn't he? <laughs> and then I said, maybe he just didn't want his friend to be Jesus. <laughs> you lost me on that one. Because I, I named, I went, I came on and I was like, you're, we made you Christ. Remember? <laughs> so, it's probably best I didn't go in the air that day because I was talking about how we named somebody Christ and psych work. Might have been for the best. Might have worked out for the best on that one. <laughs> Maybe God came down and used some um, divine intervention. <laughs> uh, I remember this from when we were at Cold Spring. He said, I don't have a Messiah complex. I'm Jesus. I didn't say I'm Jesus. I said I, I said I was just named after Jesus. I said it's not my fault my mother named me after Christ. <laughs> yeah, if, if anyone doesn't know, I was named Kristen. And um me and my boss would get the kick out of it. Me and my manager at, at Pumps, we, we would just get a kick out of it because he was like, Who the hell in like who the hell named you after Christ? Who's like, you're the worst Christ ever. And I was like, I know, I'm much more of a Lucifer. <laughs> and then he would actually write my drink, drink kick his out to Lucifer. And I wasn't allowed to drink if I didn't admit I was Lucifer that day. <laughs> some, some days. <laughs> but Cold Spring was awesome. Just getting back there. Um, we, we, uh, we got there around 2 o'clock. In the afternoon, and we went up to the store to get. Uh, that's you know when you go when you go away, your biggest expenses often are are eating out and your lodging. And so since my family has a house up in Cold Spring, we don't have to pay for that. And since me and Lucas both know how to cook quite well, we just go up to the store and we get whatever we need for breakfast, for lunch, and then sometimes we go out for dinner, and sometimes we have dinner at home. So we went, we got a bunch of food. And the whole week, the whole getaway, it was just, it was sex, food, and sleep. That's what a vacation should be. 
I was did gave you some real good sex. And we watched a movie that you had seen for the first time. Yes, that was oh very God. good sex. Uh, <laughs> analyze this. Speaking of psychiatrists, analyze this was amazing. Analyze this was amazing. <laughs> it was basically between the, like a mob, a mob guy got a psychiatrist. It was awesome. A mob boss. And when he's when it's Billy Crystal and Robert De Niro, uh, I think it's uh, early '90s film, and uh, and it's so fucking funny. You know, if you're thinking Sopranos, a mob guy gets a gets a psychiatrist. This is very very different. Yeah, it's uh, I think it predated the Sopranos, but I'm not entirely sure. But it, it's you know it's it's a totally totally different. And it's just a very funny film. Like, like when, like when Billy Crystal's character is trying to talk, talk, talk to Robert De Niro about the Oedipus complex. He's like, "You, t- you don't talk about my mother that fucking way, King Freud. What the fuck is your problem? Have you seen my mother? The fuck is your problem?" <laughs> And then he was like, he was like, why do you need a girlfriend too? And he was like, why, why can't you do the things that you do with your girlfriend with your wife? He goes, she kisses my mouth, my, my kids with that mouth. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm going to do this, but if I go fag, you die. Well, explain fag because, you know, some feelings might come. I go fag, you die. <laughs> Yesterday, no, two days ago, two evenings ago, I was going to, I had locked up the, the park, a little garden next to, next to my building, which I do every night. And on, while I was doing it, I noticed these, this guy with a camera and he was fil- filming this couple. Obviously they were, they were making some sort of scripted film. <clears throat> what I didn't know is that they had blocked a few shots inside the garden. So I had already locked it up. I'm about halfway down the street. And then I see the, the woman climbing over the locked fence. And I knew I was going to like open it up and, and let them shoot there because I'm so into guerrilla filmmaking. But I had to fuck with them first. I, was, I said, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> A little bit, yeah. And they're like, oh, oh sorry, sorry, sorry. I said, how long are you going to be? I'll open the gate for you. I'm an actor. Your Italian voice? I think I was using my Italian voice a little bit. Definitely when I was fucking with him. What are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? He's a gang guy. This, this, this reminds me of something that happened recently. Uh, I don't know how recent, but it was in the news a few weeks ago. Uh, uh, there was an Italian guy who worked in a hospital, and I put work in quotes, because he didn't show up for work for 15 years. And he still got paid. (laughs) And I'm thinking his job interview went something like this. I'm going to come, and I'm going to work for you. But I'm not gonna actually, uh, you know, show up. And what uh, what that's gonna mean is, uh, you don't become a patient in this hospital here. We good? 
Pretty sure that's how that job interview went down. 15 years. 15 years. 15 years. That's crazy. But I'm not going to actually work for you. <laughs> I'm not going to actually show up. <laughs> and what's going to happen is uh, you don't get your fucking head bashed in. I got beesh. There's this really good comedian who talks about getting kicked out of a, he's a Brooklyn comedian, and he talks about getting kicked out of a, um Italian school, or they tried to kick him out of an Italian school, um, Italian Catholic school, but the, but the, it's, but he, like, came in and threatened the, um, he, like, locked the door on the priest, <laughs> like, came in and fucking, like, his father was just, like, because he didn't want the mother to find out. It's so funny. <laughs> so the kid didn't get kicked out, needless to say. <laughs> Wait, what? I didn't. He basically, like, he was like, lock the door, and then he he called the, the his he was son. Supposed to, he was they were some start from the very beginning. So basically, the kid got got in trouble at school, and he was supposed to get kicked out. So the dad comes down to the principal's office, but but he like he goes like, lock the door, like Jimmy, like he he made the male voice into a female voice because he always calls his daughter like his son a daughter when he messes up, and so he was using like some sort of female version of the name, telling him like. You know, Jenny, go over there and lock the door. Jenny, go lock the door. And, like, then he starts fucking threatening the priest. That's, <laughs> <laughs> like, so, it's so Italian. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it worked. Listen, Italian mothers are so hard to come home to. You can't tell them your kid got kicked out. Of, you can't tell them, you know, like, um, your son got kicked out of school as a dad. So you have to, you have to come to extreme measures. <laughs> it's because of the women. Really crazy ones. We used to play this uh, uh, during the, during the. San Gennaro feast. When I was growing up, it was it was still it was all Italians. I mean, there were there were tourists, but it was primarily Italians. Italians running the thing. The mob was was running it. Um, you know, they had a big hand in it, and most of the people that attended it were Italian. It was a it was really a, a feast for Italians, and so me and my siblings played this game called Hey Vinny. Where we get up on on a we get up on a top of some uh, of a stoop and go, hey Vinny, and just see how many guys turn around. <laughs> <laughs> how many would turn around? Hey Vinny, how many would turn around? Minimum of, of four. Minimum of four Vinnies within our within our our our, our within sound space distance. That's great. Within hearing distance. That's great. What I was trying to say when I said sound space distance. Minimum of four Vinnies. <laughs> Minimum of four 
always also right around six o'clock every night in this neighborhood at least three different windows would open up on the fourth fifth floor and you'd hear this Anthony dinner time come on Anthony Anthony is my grandfather's name well, you don't say Anthony in this neighborhood back then. It was Anthony. Yeah. Anthony! <laughs> Come on. It's time for dinner. <laughs> well, here's something else that happened since we've last been on the air. Derek Chauvin. Guilty, guilty, guilty. On all counts. Now, something to say about that. She what's meowed, that? Cloud meowed it, but she she cheered. Yeah, we're supposed to like not be celebrating exactly, but I have been <laughs> exactly celebrating. <coughs> we can celebrate. God damn right. <coughs> it's like. We should we should somberly uh, we should realize that this is you know uh, someone has passed and another person is going to prison for a very long time and uh, justice in this fuck it man I'm celebrating yeah. <laughs> motherfucker going to jail forever <laughs> that was <Yeah>. me <laughs> that's, that's a sucks. He's in protective custody with his other cop buddies. Nothing's going to happen to him. In 40 years, nothing's going to happen? No, because he's in protective custody, so nothing's going to happen to him. He's just going to have a king out with his buddies. He probably knows a lot of other people in jail. For, and a lot of other cops. Cop killers. Who are, like, co- ki- ki- cops that are killers, not cop killers. But cops that are killers are probably in jail. Well, in his state, he's the only one. Unfortunately, oh. the only one. That's a good point. <coughs> but there's other cops there who are there for like drug charges, which I'm sure he's involved with too. Well, call me wrong, but I did find it a celebratory thing. But I'm a racist, apparently. Stop! Stop! I thought you didn't want your friend to have anything, and I was like, well, that must make him racist. I was hysterical. You were also calling my mother. Yeah, the next day, because you had texted me some really mean shit in the middle of the night and early in the morning, and I I called your mom, and I was like, I was like, listen, I, I, I have, I am not talking to Lucas unless the first words I hear are, I'm sorry. Were those the first words you heard? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, sorry about that. <laughs> were you not in a plot to kill me? Oh. You were you were not plotting to crucify me on Easter Sunday? Oh, didn't I sorry, that was I was confused. <laughs> My brother did a very good job of taking care of mom. 
Yes, he did. Making me feel good about us possibly doing this once a month. Yeah, he, he, I mean, it was really good imperative situation for him. You know, I was losing faith. <laughs> yes. Took her to movies, took her to a little garden, was was engaged. Yeah, he, he did a great job. Mm-hmm. Hello, Cloud. Welcome, welcome to the show, Cloud. <laughs> also had some cat news. What? Oh yeah, Delilah's back. Yes. Yeah. So on uh, last Thursday, around eleven thirty p.m., that was the last time anyone saw Delilah. Delilah, for you, for folks, I don't know if I've talked about Delilah on the show or not, but I will now. Delilah is this beautiful ginger cat that lives in the building. Um, she is, uh, she is free to roam the basement, free to roam the, uh, the courtyard. Her job is a rodent control specialist. She (laughs) does her job really, really well. Everyone loves Delilah. She's fantastic around children. Just so patient. She'll just sit there while they, you know, pet her. And, you know, sometimes cat children pet a little too rough, but you know, she, she's cool with them. She's great with old people. She's great with everybody, and everybody loves her. And she disappeared. And I didn't find out until Tuesday when we got back from Cold Spring that she was finally found on Monday a couple of blocks away. So she had to cross traffic. There's a little... I don't know how she how she managed to do it because she's never seen traffic before in her life. You know her her earlier her early life before she lived here. She was in an apartment. You know she's always been. Uh, she's never seen a street before. She's not that kind of cat. Yeah. And she was found using this this app. Uh, boy, I wish I could remember the name of it, but it's it's a neighborhood app. And and uh, one of the things that that it's that it's that it it it, it, it it's for people to kind of get to know their neighbors. It came very uh, useful during the pandemic. Pandemic, if I remember the name of it, I will definitely share it because it was through that app. Uh, and there's a there's a section on it for lost and found pets. And Delilah was listed as a lost pet in this area. And then someone who was uh, uses that app had seen Delilah, and uh, a couple of blocks away, and, and and Delilah is back, and we're so so relieved about that. Is it good for the app? Okay. Yes. God, sorry, I was yawning. I'm not bored. I'm just tired. <laughs> I know you're tired. You called me at eight a.m. <laughs> Still up. <laughs> Can we hire a whore? It's like not EDM conversation. It is for us. She said she's an expert on Peggy, so I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) We'll talk more after the show. Yeah. (laughs) As well as rates. Anyway. Yeah, so good cat news all around. 
Delilah is back. And also my sister has been, has, she, my sister and her husband feed about nine cats in Fire Island. And they have one that's very special to them that they allow into the house. And that one had kittens about five weeks ago. And, and so, so the, the, that, the one they call our cat, for some reason, their cat doesn't have a name. All the other cats have names. There's BG, the big ginger. There's, uh, there's uh, Bugsy, and there's Bugsy Jr. But anyway, their cat had kittens, and so wouldn't, wasn't hanging out in the house that much, would just come in, get some food, and then, got to get back to my kittens, got to get back to my kittens. And every single day, right from the first day, Mom was like, have you seen kittens yet? And it's like, it's impossible for, <laughs> for that to happen. Well, finally, the kittens showed themselves. And they're the cutest freaking kittens in the world. There are two of them. There's one that is, uh, that is an orange cat. And then there's a, which looks like uh, BG, the big ginger. Uh, they figured when the kittens came out, they'd know who the daddy was. Well, the other one looks exactly like another cat, Tomcat Sterling. Who knows? So they have, there were two daddies. Maybe that happens in the cat world. Does know. that happen in cat world? I don't know. I know a lot about cats, but that is not something I've looked into. I'm not sure how with the gestational sort of period is and all that. I'll have to look into that. We are past the halfway mark. You are listening to A Safe Space Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 Nonprofit, and we rely on donations from folks like you. And if you'd like to do that, if you'd like to give us some money, it is completely tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. You can give us some money by going to radiofreebrooklyn.org/donate. That is radiofreebrooklyn.org/donate. Why don't you help us out? You'll feel good about it. You really will. How are you doing, Lucas? I'm good. <laughs> Lucas is like, can I do the show lying down? Yep, basically is what I said to you. Um, but I'm here, so. Oh, right. So I want to get back to, the okay, the people. So I let them in uh, to to do their filming. It really did just take them 10 minutes. And... Uh, and as they were coming out, they were apologizing again. They were like, uh, "Sorry that we we broke in at first. And I, and I said, and I said, I said, to be honest, I would have done the same thing. I'm an actor, and I know when you got to get the shot, you got to get the shot. And it reminded me of something that uh, Robert Downey Sr. had done. He did a film called Balls Bluff, which is about uh, uh, a, a soldier in the Civil War who goes forward in time a hundred years and wakes up in central park in 1961. And he wanted a shot of a Confederate soldier on, on, in, on the field in Yankee stadium saying, where are the Yankees? <laughs> <laughs> now, of course his filmmaking is a lot more like mine than it is like his sons. <laughs> yeah. Not much of a budget. No permits, nothing like that. You you do whatever you have to do to get the shot. Now, no one else would do it. So he wound up 
playing the soldier in this film because no one else was going to get on Yankee Stadium Field dressed as a Confederate soldier asking where are the Yankees. <laughs> no one else is fucking crazy enough. <laughs> but uh, he, I, I think they, they, he showed up in normal clothes. I think they changed in the bathroom, worked their way quickly to the field. He gets on the field. Uh, the camera person is is rolling. He he does the thing. He says the line. He gets tackled by security. Um, the the uh, the the guy with the camera takes the film, gives gives it to someone out someone else who gets it out of the stadium, swaps it in for blank film because they know that they're going to ask for the film too, and they were right. So they grab the camera guy after the camera guy had already gotten the film out of the stadium, and they grab Robert Downey Sr., and, and uh, they, they, I don't know, they bring him into some friggin' room where they're, they're interrogated, whatever the hell. I don't think he was arrested or anything. And uh, uh, definitely gave him a hard time. Definitely got kicked out. He handed over the fake film, but they got the shot. The camera False guy Bluff is the name of the film. What's that? Did the camera guy get arrested too? I don't know if either of them got arrested. Yeah. Uh, they might have gotten, they were definitely like pushed around a little bit by the big beef security guys. Yeah. Not treated all that kindly, but they didn't expect to be. That's why no one else would do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gorilla for sure. Yeah, I mean, I had a friend who found out you were still in touch with Robert Downey Sr., and he thought that was way cooler than what Robert Downey Jr. because, like, for a film buff. To a film buff, yeah. Yeah, because Sr. took. He he, well, he still has he's still active. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he made another film or more. But uh, there was definitely a ten-year period in the '60s, early '70s, where he was very prolific, and uh, and his stuff was very subversive, very strange, very very much n- not only not mainstream but very critical of the mainstream. And it's just so interesting that that his son would become pretty much the biggest mainstream actor in the world. It's very interesting. Yeah, for sure. It's like Junior was doing the opposite. Well, no, he was rebelling against his dad in a different way. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, speaking of... Oh, boy. On, On Friday... I felt this sadness coming on me. I almost felt like I was mourning in some way. And I didn't know where it was coming from, why I was feeling this way, because I've been feeling absolutely, you know, fantastic since, you know, things are reopening and I just have been feeling healthy and strong. Uh, and I think I was feeling Downey Jr.'s pain. Uh, his dear friend, his, his personal assistant for 17 years, uh, Jimmy Rich, uh, most tragically, uh, passed away in a car accident, uh, probably maybe the day before I started feeling this terrible feeling. So, uh, my heart and my condolences go out to him and his family. Apparently he was just an awesome, awesome dude. Also very, uh, central to Junior's recovery. So, you know, 
it's things can be looking great everything can be going so fantastic and then like that it feels like everything can change and i know you can relate calvin Yeah, that's uh, that's been pretty much uh, um, more specifically the last couple of months, but a, a good portion of the the last several years have uh, have felt that way. But uh, you know, you you do your best to uh, keep moving and just uh, do whatever you can to keep going. It's, it's a little difficult, is all. Yeah. I'm glad to hear you chiming in here. Calvin called me last night uh, about 10.15, and usually I don't answer the phone after 10 because I go to bed at 11, but uh, Calvin never calls me. Uh, not that we're not friends. We're certainly friends, but it just doesn't happen very often. And um, I I just don't feel like after 10, I'm much help to anybody, much use to anything. So I'm so close to going to bed. But I think maybe in this case, I was a little helpful. Most most definitely. Is um, everything I was feeling yesterday was just still very, very raw. So <sighs> I just... And I just wanted to make sure that uh, I uh, I didn't leave you hanging uh, with everything that was going on. So I wanted to make sure that you were you were in the loop on on what was happening. Yes, and it's a lot, and it's a lot. I also had to answer because uh, uh, sometimes sometimes it just means so much that you know you can call someone and they're going to pick up the phone and they're going to listen yeah it 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 helped a lot and it meant a whole lot <clears throat> so i really appreciate that yeah another thing that helped last night was the fact that uh kfc is open at 11:30 at night yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, me and mom took a uh, took a long walk with our dog and just uh, walked around the neighborhood for a little bit and uh, tried to figure out what was open. And uh, uh, fortunately for us, there's two places that are usually still open, which is in our neighborhood: White Castle and KFC. <laughs> White Castle, for some reason, decided to lock their doors be, uh, like an hour before they're supposed to close. So um, our hand was forced, and we ended up going to KFC, and uh, worked out pretty good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I know that things are different because of the pandemic, and you can do things that you can't before. But you actually uh, printed hours on uh, on a on a on a door or anything like that for a restaurant is essentially a contract with the public. Okay. So with that said, White Castle broke their contract with me and my mother. And I don't appreciate that. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I remember reading about that. I don't, I don't know. 
don't quote me on it. I don't know if it's true, but I'm sure if that is true, someone somewhere sued a White Castle because they didn't get their burger. Yeah. <laughs> you broke your contract, damn it. <laughs> Sakatan would have would have been would have been absolutely wonderful uh uh last night. Yeah. Ten sliders of fish nibblers. Oh my god, have you have you had their fish nibblers? No, I've never eaten at White Castle. You you have to you have to go to White Castle at least once. Yeah. Get a couple burgers, get a uh, get the fish nibblers like they're basically they're basically fish nuggets which which sounds weird but they're like the best things ever. Okay. That actually sounds kind of good. <laughs> fish nibbler. I, I don't know how I don't know how exactly they make them but uh but they're they're wonderful. And like they hit the spot when you're having a very 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 bad day. Yeah. I uh, I was shooting. I was in a Budweiser commercial, and it was shot in a White Castle, and uh, and so for about fourteen hours, I had to eat White Castle food, <laughs> and um, you have to actually eat it. Um, I, I cheated and faked as much as possible, um, but so during one of the breaks, um. I was talking to some guy and and I was like, I don't know how much more of this shit I can eat. This is terrible to begin with. I've never fucking eaten White Castle again. I haven't had it before. It's just crap. <laughs> and I asked him, uh, so what what uh what what are you what's your job on the shoot? And he said, I own the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. <laughs> <laughs> totally true. Absolutely true. Does he eat it? And I started apologizing profusely. And he goes, no, man, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I just get paid to peddle this shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> but a lot of people like it. Calvin likes the White Castle. I do I think it's pretty good. I think if, like, I hadn't been forced to eat White Castle for 14 hours. Just like any other fast food, yeah. You just probably didn't like it because you, you had to eat it for so long. Mm-hmm. It sounds terrible. But with residuals and all, it came out to $1,000 an hour. <laughs> okay. I'll take it. Yeah. Okay, so... We think about it like that. It wasn't so bad, (laughs) right? Yeah, it came out to around fifteen, fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars with all the residuals and stuff. So, okay, I'll do that. Do it. That's worth it. That's worth it. That's totally worth it. It's enough to hire a whore. Mom is fully vaccinated. That happened a couple of weeks ago. 
obviously, or I wouldn't be going out of town. We're psyched about that. It's been a long road. It has been a long road. We couldn't see each other all year. I know, hardly at all. And when we did, it was like up on the roof, more than six feet apart. Yeah. No, not even in the roof of the garden, because we couldn't take the elevator together. I, but we did go up on the roof at least once and probably took separate elevators. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's what we did. I'm wondering, you know, like there there are some young kids in my building. and I just wonder, like, you're four years old, right? When you're 14, you start thinking about this. How fucking weird is that going to be? Because you're going to be saying, hey, did this shit really happen? But what? The four-year-olds and the three-year-olds. You know, the ones that are that are old enough that they're going to remember this shit when they're 14. Yeah. But, like, young enough where where they're going to question what the fuck actually happened. That what happens, yeah. Yeah, they're going to be like, were people acting that way for real? <laughs> <laughs> Mom, Dad, okay, I'm just remembering some shit from when I was three, okay? Was everyone wearing masks? <laughs> Did I not see Grandma for a year? I'm kind of curious how my uh, how my niece is going to remember all of this, because she's three years old right now. Oh, yeah, yeah so yeah, I wonder if... They're all in school wearing masks too. Right. Hey, it was. Um, it was. I mean, it's pretty unfortunate circumstances, but I was able to see my niece for the first time in well over a year. Um, oh, we got uh, me, my sisters, and uh, and uh, their significant others. Uh, and I got together and uh, went to a, a, a seafood place in Dumbo um, last weekend, and um, got to see my niece for the first time in over a year. In the car, oh, wow. uh, I look over to my niece. She's looking at me like, "Yo, who the hell is this guy?" <laughs> oh no! Yeah, because that's a big year. That's an important year. Yeah. So. So my sister's like, you remember Uncle Calvin, Uncle Cece? You remember him? She just looked at her, looked at my sister's like, oh. no. <laughs> I I couldn't be couldn't be too upset about that. It's been over a year. <laughs> yeah, it's been over a year. And she's three. Yep, she's three now. So yeah. she was two. Yep, yeah, last had, time she saw you. Yeah. Yeah, last time I saw yeah. her, she had just turned two. Yeah, that's too young. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm not gonna fault her for that. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully I'll be able to see more of her. Uh, yeah. Uh, no. Now that I'm fully vaccinated, and uh, we'll yeah. see how things go. My uh, let's see, the youngest. Nieces and nephews in my family are 
the Twins, and they are turning 11 on May 10th. They get confused about me because, like, I come came back with a different gender one year, and they were the, they they were, they were the first ones to notice. Go ahead, you can share. What? I love this story. Go ahead. She was like, "You were here before, but you were not you." <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sometimes kids just get it. That's that's funny. <laughs> there was a kid that you used to uh, babysit. Oh, he would say. Danny. He would say, Amber, which was my wife at the time. Amber's a girl. Mommy's a girl. Daddy's a boy. I'm a boy. Kristen is a Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen is a Kristen. <laughs> Yep. Kids just know this stuff. They get it. They get it. <laughs> Although he was very judgmental of the way that um, my friend DJ Jess looked like he, he saw some stuff in Time Out New York. My boss would like be like, look, this is, you know, this is um, Kristen's friend. And they'd be, and he'd be like, why is he looking like a girl, Kristen? <laughs> Jess was very feminine. Very feminine, yeah. He was beautiful. He was a beautiful little princess. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't mind that. He wouldn't mind me called that. No. He, he would be like, thank you. Next week would have been our 300th episode, but I'm actually glad that we have I have some more time to plan because I didn't fucking plan shit. Yeah, totally. <laughs> we got to do something for it. This is 297, so now so we still have we got three weeks as mentioned. Plan some. Plan something. Plan something. That's a lot. It is. It's been great. <laughs> it's changed a lot over the years, but I've changed over the years. A lot of fighting. What's that? It's because you know a lot of fighting. I'd be like, "Were you talking shit about me on the radio today when I was there?" With I'd like come into the studio and then I'd be pissed. I, I'd think you and Catherine were doing psychological warfare on me. <laughs> 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 so I'd come back and I'd be like, "Was that psychological warfare?" Was it? What, what was that? What was? What were you doing? Because I had just gotten out of this abusive marriage, so I, I assumed everyone was doing psychological warfare on me. <laughs> we might have made fun a little more than we should have. I'll give you that. You did. I was just getting out of a very abusive marriage. It was not a good time. Not good timing. <laughs> Boy, you got to admit, Catherine did a great imitation of you. <laughs> she did. She did. <laughs> and uh, I think the Monica Lewinsky thing did did grant like some laughter. <laughs> when you had decided you were going to be Monica Lewinsky's presidential campaign. campaign manager. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to bring this girl out of. And then my mom told me she's not an American. 
But my mom didn't think it was the worst idea. She just said she's not an American. So that's that, it's kind of even worse of an idea because she can't even run. <laughs> so I hadn't even looked very far into this before deciding this. <laughs> but as if usual. person's not an American, you shouldn't be their campaign manager. <laughs> but I did back you up at the time. I was like, sure, babe. We'll figure no, it out. You, made, you, you wrote it down and then you laughed at me the next week. And then you continued to laugh at me week after week after week. Yeah, it's but initially I backed and, you up. No, that was like while you were getting... You were, you were just like, sure, babe, keep going, keep going. <laughs> you know what you did. <laughs> you know what you did. You know what you did. Kristen, Kristen! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why is it so much fun to do her voice? Kristen! It is really funny. Hi, Cloud. Hello. Hello. You look at me with those loving eyes. I'm sorry. We've got about two minutes left to the show. Just giving you a little two-minute warning. And uh, I hope we, we... I see a little smile on your face, Calvin. Our Our goal was to cheer you up or at least distract you for an hour. And It, uh, it, it, it did help a lot. Okay, good. 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 Okay. There is one quick thing that I uh, didn't get to uh, uh, didn't get to chime in on, but uh, I'll keep I'll keep it simple in one sentence. Fuck Deb Chauvin. We are celebrating. <laughs> celebrating. Yes, I knew it. I knew. I knew. I knew you agreed with me. We got a long way to go, but this is something worth definitely celebrating. Good. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you agree with us. All right. Well, thank you so much, Calvin, for making this happen, despite all of the troubles that you've been through. Yeah. Thank you, Lucas, for joining us, for waking up, for, for being part of this, for always sharing and being honest and fun and smart, <laughs> all the wonderful things that you are. Thank you, Cloud. Meow. Meow. Thanks all of you for listening. Uh, we appreciate having, we appreciate our listeners. We hopefully we'll be back live next week. And, uh, please remember to show yourselves some love, show some love to those around you. It is important. And I think that, you know, it is good night, folks. Good night. Have a wonderful week. And, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Take care, everybody. Bye now. That was great, guys.